0: You're listening to the Earn That Body podcast, episode number one hundred and seventy-six. Welcome to the Earn That Body show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Hey team, this is. Earn That Body podcast, here to bring you an awesome episode about ultra-processed foods, something I keep seeing in the news and the headlines lately. But before we get to that, I want to make sure that everybody has all the information they need for all of my April programs. April 20th, you have the opportunity to do the Nutrition Recharge, which is my 21-day nutrition program to get your weight and your nutrition on track without logging any calories. So you do not have to food log. My clients have had tremendous success with weight loss with the nutrition recharge. And if you wanna add a workout program to it, willpower workout program starts the same time, April 20th. Now these two sessions, this will be the last time that I have a support group online on Facebook for these programs. So if you like that team camaraderie and if it helps you to do it with a group, then you will not want to miss the April 20th sessions. Feel free to email me, Kim and EarnThatBody.com or go to the nutritionrecharge.com or willpower.com spelled W-I-L-L-P-O-W-H-E-R.com. Now, Let's get back to ultra processed foods, because when I first started reading about ultra processed foods here and there, I figured they were just talking about your basic processed foods. But now it's like they've taken processed foods to a new level, and so they have this new category called ultra processed foods, like as if the processed foods were not enough. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about the research on ultra-processed foods, what is an ultra-processed food, and the six top worst ultra-processed foods. All of that after this. And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, we are going to talk about stop washing the bird and this comes to you from a consumer reports article and they're talking about why rinsing raw chicken like when you rinse it in the sink before you cook it is a risky idea they say that some 70 percent of people clean their chicken before cooking it according to a 2015 survey report in the journal of food protection now the question is should they wash it People think they have to wash or rinse chicken before they cook it for many reasons, because their parents did, or I should say their mom probably did, or they think they need to remove slime or blood, or they think it's simply safer to do so. But doing this may actually increase your chances of getting food poisoning. Now, according to this article, the assessment they did is backed up by a recent Department of Agriculture Food and Safety Inspection Service study. And when researchers filmed 300 people preparing chicken thighs and a salad in a test kitchen, they found that 60% of those who washed the bird had bacteria in the sink afterward. 14% still had the bacteria in the sink after cleaning it. And 26% of them transferred the bacteria to the salad compared with 20% of those who did no chicken cleaning. So skip the raw poultry wash is what they're telling you to do. And instead wash and dry your hands thoroughly before cooking. Prep foods you'll eat raw before handling the raw poultry or meat. If you touch raw meat, wash your hands afterward. Don't use the same cutting board. Don't use the same plate or utensils for raw meat that you use for other foods. You can also use a food thermometer. Thorough cooking is the only way to make sure that meat or poultry is safe to eat. All poultry should be cooked to 165 degrees Fahrenheit. Beef, pork, and lamb should reach 145 degrees Fahrenheit. And for roasts, steaks, and chops, they recommend 160 degrees Fahrenheit all right so there you have it basically what we've just learned is just don't wash the chicken as long as you cook the chicken to that temperature amount it's going to kill any of the bacteria in that process but as soon as we start washing chicken in the sink there's the splashing of bacteria then you wash your salad lettuce above the sink and it can splash back up and it seems to be contaminating what you're eating And it is not worth it. Trust me when I say you never want food poisoning like that. All right? So stop washing the bird. Now, back to ultra processed foods. In an observational study published online in February 2019 by JAMA Internal Medicine, did you know that almost 45,000 adults ages 45 and older completed several dietary assessments over a two year period. And on average ultra processed foods made up about 15% of their daily diet as measured in grams. Now ultra processed food was defined as ready to eat and microwavable foods such as bread, breakfast, cereals, instant noodles, chicken, or fish nuggets, chocolate bars, candies, chips, and artificially sweetened beverages. After nine years, the researchers found a direct statistical connection between higher intake of ultra-processed food and a higher risk of early death from all causes, especially cancers and cardiovascular disease. Now, it seems like we keep seeing this, right? Bad food for you, Equals death, (laughs) early death, I should say, or equals cancer or equals illness. That's why I'm constantly trying to encourage everyone to stick to real food as much as possible. Now, I also did some research in a Harvard Health article, and they talk about what ultra-processed foods are. So they say that unprocessed or minimally processed foods are whole foods in which the vitamins and nutrients are still intact. The food is in its most natural state, and these foods may be minimally altered by removal of inedible parts or drying, crushing, roasting, boiling, freezing, or even pasteurization to make them suitable to store and safe to consume. Unprocessed or minimally processed foods would include things like your carrots and your apples, raw chicken, melon, um, unsalted nuts, things like that, right? Real food has one ingredient, like there's nothing added to an apple, right? One ingredient, real food. Now, processing changes a food from its natural state. A processed foods, or processed foods in general, are essentially made by adding salt, oil, sugar, or other substances. Examples would include canned fish, canned vegetables, fruits in syrup, uh, freshly made breads even. Most processed foods have two or three or more ingredients. Some foods are highly processed or what they're now calling ultra-processed. They most likely have many added ingredients like sugar, salt, fat. They're going to have artificial colors, artificial preservatives as well. Ultra processed foods are made mostly from substances extracted from foods like fats, starches, added sugars, and even those hydrogenated fats. They may also contain additives like artificial colors artificial flavors, and stabilizers. Examples of these foods are frozen meats, soft drinks, hot dogs, cold cuts, almost all of your fast food, packaged cookies, cakes, and all of those salty snacks that you love, (laughs) right? Now, according to a study published in the BMJ, ultra-processed foods are the main source, nearly 58% of calories eaten in the United States and contribute almost 90% of the energy we get from added sugars. Another study, this one published in the BMJ as well, examined representative dietary records of more than 100,000 French adults over a five-year period. They found that those who consumed more ultra-processed foods had higher risks of cardiovascular disease, coronary heart disease, and cerebrovascular disease. These results remain statistically significant even after the researchers adjusted for the nutritional quality of the diet, considering factors such as the amount of saturated fat, sodium, sugar, and dietary fiber in their diets. And although large observational studies do not prove cause and effect, the research does suggest an association between ultra-processed diets and heart disease. And to me, it's common sense. As soon as we start eating foods that have been altered, and as soon as we start eating food that have all of these chemicals added to them, the body doesn't really know what to do with that. And I would imagine the body does the best it can. But at some point, that is probably where illness starts to invade the body, when just too many chemicals come into the body. And so, once again, I'm always fighting eat real food as much as you can, eat home as much as you can, because when we go out and we eat the food at Starbucks, a lot of it is processed and ultra processed. So, if you're that person who likes to go to Starbucks every day, let's not. <laughs> For one, I'm going to save you so much money by not going to Starbucks every day. But two, we might be helping your uh, your heart and your weight and your overall health. Now, let's learn to identify processed foods. Whenever possible, you want to try to avoid or limit ultra-processed foods as much as you can. Consider the examples that I'm going to give you right now as to how you could take an ultra-processed food and... Pick the better choice, all right? So let's start with the most minimally processed um, item. We'll start with that first. So like, say corn. Corn in in itself, by itself, is, is just corn. Nothing's added to it and it's perfectly healthy for you to eat. A processed version would be canned corn. So anytime you buy something and it's now been put in a can, They generally add stuff to the can, whether it's syrup or sodium or stabilizers, all kinds of things start getting added. So you want to really limit canned goods when you can. And then the ultra-processed version of corn would be corn chips, no bueno, all right, no good. So what about an apple? That would be your real food, not processed at all. One ingredient, super healthy, fantastic for you. The processed version would be apple juice. Often when they take these fruits and they turn them into juice, you'll see there's more than one ingredient now in the ingredient list. And sometimes there's added sugars. Sometimes there's added dye. There's all kinds of things that they add. So you want to always read the label. And then the ultra-processed version of an apple would be like an apple pie. Remember those apple pies that we used to get? Well, I'm going to age myself. But you remember they were like in a wrapper and their little apple pie? Wow, those were so good. I can actually taste it <laughs> right now. But they were like hardened on the outside and you bite into it. It was this apple interior. And God only knows what was added to that and how much sugar was in it. But that's going to be your processed version. Okay, let's do one more. So a potato... There's nothing wrong with eating a potato. A sweet potato is more ideal than a white potato, but even a white potato is good for you. It's, that's, that's not why people are gaining weight, because they ate a white potato. A processed version would potentially be a baked potato uh, if it's got a lot of things added to it. I, other, You could make a baked potato without anything, and it wouldn't be processed. But the ultra-processed, what do you think that would be for a potato? You know, the french fries. The French fries at that drive-thru that are so tasty, Um, but they're ultra processed. The oils that they have added, the sodium that they have added makes it an ultra processed item. So those are the kind of things you want to avoid. Now, let's talk about what they consider six of the worst ultra processed foods in your pantry right now. And let's see if you have a lot of these in your household. So you might have some of these and you're like, nope, that doesn't get me. And others, you're going to be like, oh, but that's my favorite. Okay. So six of the worst ultra processed foods, the number one they have on the list is chips. Unfortunately, chips are just processed. Very rarely do you have a chip that doesn't have a lot of ingredients added to it. Now, if you love chips, I'm going to tell you right now how to make them. So that you can enjoy them without all of the ultra processed aspects of it. All you have to do is take a whole wheat tortilla, spray it or lightly brush it with some olive oil, cut it up into triangles like chips, and put it in the oven at about 300-350 for about eight minutes. And if you can, halfway through, toss them over, you know, from one side to the other. You will then be able to sprinkle with a little bit salt if you want to or none at all and there you have healthy chips that will take care of that crunch factor that you need but not have all of those terrible ingredients added. now the second worst ultra processed food they said was packaged snack cakes So those plastic wrapped cakes that seem to last for years in your pantry, I wonder why, because can you imagine what is added to them? The preservatives added to make them last on a shelf and have that longevity? That's how you know in itself that it's processed and not good for you. So if you're someone who likes packaged snack cakes, you might want to uh, stop having those in your pantry. The third one is sadly certain breads. Now, you already know to avoid ultra-processed white bread um, in favor of the fiber-rich whole grain bread that we've talked a lot about on this show. But picking the right loaf of bread can actually be kind of tricky because even healthy-seeming varieties can have a lot of additives. Now, bread is one of those foods where reading the ingredient list is very, very important in general you want to look for something that is uh like a hundred percent whole wheat some type of whole grain bread is definitely ideal but you want to make sure it doesn't have any artificial additives or preservatives so when in doubt Read the label. I mean, I still to this day pick up breads and sour cream and all kinds of things, and I'm always checking the label. Like even certain foods that I buy all the time, I still sometimes check the label to make sure that I haven't missed anything. So definitely be careful with certain breads. The next one is, and this is not a shock, but diet soda. Besides the fact that the diet soda has zero nutritional value, it absolutely contains some of the worst artificial sweeteners like aspartame, saccharin, sucralose, and it's definitely been linked to headaches, depression, and an increased risk for type 2 diabetes. There is nothing good about diet soda. Nothing, including the flavor. I don't know how people get it down, <laughs> although I will say it is highly addictive. So if you are someone who is hooked on diet soda right now, you can't fathom drinking a regular soda because you think that tastes too sweet at this point because you're so addicted to the diet soda. Um, and like I said, it's, it, there's an addiction where people drink diet soda like five a day. Um, and that is something you definitely want to cut out as quickly as possible. The next item uh, for ultra-processed foods that you want to be careful of, frozen pizza. Sadly, there doesn't seem to be a minimally processed version of these pre-made pizzas. The good news is you can make your own. And this is something we've been doing at my house. My husband's gotten into making homemade pizzas. I don't know if you know this, but you can go to Whole Foods and if you go to their pizza section, ask the people who are making the pizza for their whole wheat dough and you can buy their dough. So you can make your own pizza. They'll bag it up for you. You go home, you can roll it out, add whatever fresh ingredients you want, toss it in the oven. So that is a great option if you love pizza. We do at our house. Just make it fresh and beware of the frozen pizzas due to all of the additives that are put in those types of foods. And then the last one is candy. Of course, candy is definitely Processed, right guys, most of the movie theater brands, you know, and love contain high fructose corn syrup and a zillion artificial flavors and a zillion dyes as well. So you just have to be really careful of the candy that you get, especially when you go to the movies. So when I go to the movies, I like to generally bring my own snack in, and that's when I bring in like some version of a protein bar. I actually don't like protein bars, I I try not to eat them very often, I try to always eat real food for my protein, but because a protein bar is really just a glorified candy bar. That's what I treat myself to at the movie theater. And so I love it. And then I'm not eating all the candy that everybody else is eating. And then you feel sick when you leave the movies anyway, (laughs) if you ate all that candy, right? Okay. So to sum it up, ultra processed foods often have fewer nutrients than the unprocessed foods, and they contain higher amounts of sugar, salt, saturated fat, Food additive additives, all of which are associated with an increased risk for chronic diseases. So, besides cutting back on processed foods, you need to start reading those food labels so that you know: is this processed? Does it have the additives? You know, you really want to see a short list of ingredients. You do not want to see two paragraphs of ingredients and half of them you cannot pronounce, and half of them you just don't know what they are because that's generally added chemicals so that it can sustain shelf life or so it can look a certain way with a dye and look bright and colorful, things like that. So just reading food labels alone, will save you from eating a lot of these ultra-processed foods. Now, I will say this. If you're a parent and you have the kiddos and and they love the Cheetos, which I I can't even like. Cheetos are like my biggest pet peeve. (laughs) They're like the most disgusting food I've ever seen. Like the bright orange. I can't stand because it's so chemically modified to be that bright, and then it stains your fingers and your face and your tongue and the whole bit. (laughs) But my point being, if you have the kiddos who like these things, it's a good time to start teaching them about reading labels. I taught my son Charlie about reading labels when he was like able to read some words. And when he would pick up the Cheetos and say, can I get this? I would usually say, read the ingredients and you tell me if you know what those things are. And generally he would be like trying to pronounce these long words that you know I can't even pronounce. And then I would explain to him that that's a chemical. And so we don't really know what that chemical is going to do in the body. Um, it's a great time to educate your kids or even your partners. Like, not everybody knows this, and that's okay. If you don't have a background in nutrition or a mom who taught you this, why would you necessarily know it? But now is the time, as I always say, pay health forward. Teach your children, teach your family, teach your friends. It's always best if you can get everybody as healthy as possible. And that doesn't mean that your kids can never have Cheetos. I would be lying if I said, Charlie does not ever have stuff like that. But I also think he's more conscious of what he chooses because he knows what's in those things. And you just you just don't want to have them every day. And it goes for you too. I'm not saying you can never have candy at the movies. I'm not saying you can never have a frozen pizza. I'm just saying if you can be more mindful of what you're eating, and if you can make sure you're eating real food that you make from home more often than the processed foods, then you're going to be on the right track. So that's everything for today with the Earn That Body podcast, always here to bring you fitness, nutrition, and health information that you can put into play right away. And, hey, if you can give this podcast a share on social media, maybe we can help uh, educate some people that you know as well. So it's always awesome. Tag Earn That Body. Post it on your Instagram story. Would love to share this one because I truly think if we can educate more people, we will have a healthier society.